Act Five of Phaedra by Jorasim, translated by Robert Bruce Boswell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One, Hippolytus, Arichia. Can you keep silent in this mortal peril? Your father loves you. Will you leave him thus deceived? If in your cruel heart you scorn my tears, Content to see me never more, Go, part from poor Arisia, But at least, going, Secure the safety of your life, Defend your honour from the shameful stain, And force your father to recall his prayers. There yet is time. Why out of mere caprice Leave the fields free from Phaedra's calumnies? Let Theseus know the truth. Could I say more without exposing him to dire disgrace? How should I venture by revealing all to make a father's brow grow red with shame? The odious mystery to you alone is known. My heart has been outpoured to none save you and heaven. I could not hide from you. Judge if I love you. All I fain would hide even from myself. But think under what seal I spoke. Forget my words, if that may be, and never let so pure mouth disclose this dreadful secret. Let us trust to heaven my vindication, for the gods are just. For their own honour they will clear the guiltless. Sooner or later, punished for her crime, Phaedra will not escape the shame she merits. I ask no other favour than your silence. In all besides I give my wrath free scope. Make your escape from this captivity. Be bold to bear me company in flight. Linger not here on this accursed soil, where virtue breathes a pestilential air. To cover your departure, take advantage of this confusion caused by my disgrace. The means of flight are ready, be assured. You have as yet no other guards than mine. Powerful defenders will maintain our quarrel. Argos spreads open arms, and Sparta calls us. Let us appeal for justice to our friends, nor suffer Phaedra in a common ruin joining us both to hunt us from the throne, and aggrandize her son by robbing us. Embrace this happy opportunity. What fear restrains? You seem to hesitate. Your interest alone prompts me to urge boldness. When I am all on fire, how comes it that you are ice? Fear you to follow, then, the banished man. Ah, dear to me would be such exile! With what joy my fate to yours, united, could I live by all the world forgotten? But not yet has the sweet tie bound us together. How then can I steal away with you? I know the strictest honour forbids me not out of your father's hands to free myself. This is no parent's home, and flight is lawful when one flies from tyrants. But you, sir, love me, and my virtue shirks. No, no, your reputation is to me as dear as to yourself. A nobler purpose brings me to you. Fly from your foes and follow a husband. Heaven, that sends us these misfortunes, sets free from human instruments the pledge between us. Torches do not always light the face of Hymen. At the gates of Trozen, mid ancient tombs where princes of my race lie buried, stands a temple, ne'er approached by perjurers, where mortals dare not make false oaths, for instant punishment befalls the guilty. Falsehood knows no stronger check than what is present there. The fear of death that cannot be avoided. 
thither then will go if you consent and swear to love for ever and take the guardian god to witness our solemn vows and his paternal care entreat i will invoke the name of all the holiest powers chaste diane and the queen of heaven yea all the gods who know my heart will guarantee my sacred promises the king draws near departs make no delay to mask my flight i linger yet one moment go you and leave with me some trusty guides to lead my timid footsteps to your sides scene two theseus aricia ismene ye gods throw light upon my troubled mind show me the truth which i am seeking here get ready dear ismene for our flights scene three theseus aricia your colour comes and goes you seem confused madam what business had my son with you sire he was bidding me farewell for ever your eyes it seems can tame that stubborn pride and the first sighs he breathes are paid to you i can't deny the truth he has not sire inherited your hatred and injustice he did not treat me like a criminal that is to say he swore eternal love do not rely on that inconstant heart to others has he sworn as much before he sire you ought to check his roving taste how could you bear a partnership so vile and how can you endure that vilest slanders should make a life so pure as black as pitch have you so little knowledge of his hearts do you so ill distinguish between guilt and innocence what mist before your eyes blinds them to virtue so conspicuous ah tis too much to let false tongues defame him repent call back your murderous wishes sire fear fear lest heaven in its severity hate you enough to hear and grant your prayers oft in their wraths the god accept our victims and often chastise us with their gifts no vainly would you cover up his guilt your love is blind to his depravity but i have witness irreproachable tears have i seen true tears that may be trusted take heed my lord your hands invincible have rid the world of monsters numberless but all are not destroyed one you have left alive your son forbids me to say more knowing what respect he still regards you i should too much distress him if i dared complete my sentence i will imitate his reverence and to keep silence leave you scene four theseus alone what is there in her mind what meaning lurks in speech begun but to be broken short would both deceive me with a vain pretence have they conspired to put me to the torture and yet despite my stern severity what plaintive voice cries deep within my heart a secret pity troubles and alarms me ononi shall be questioned once again i must have clearer light upon this crime guards bid ononi come and come alone scene five theseus i know not what the queen intends to do but from her agitation dread the worst fatal despair is painted on her features death's pallor is already in her face ononi shamed and driven from her sight has cast herself into the ocean depths none knows what prompted her to deeds so rash and now the waves hide her from us for ever what say you 
Her sad fate seems to have added fresh trouble to the queen's tempestuous soul. Sometimes, to soothe her secret pain, she clasps her children close and bathes them with her tears. Then suddenly, the mother's love forgotten, she thrusts them from her with a look of horror. She wanders to and fro with doubtful steps. Her vacant eye no longer knows us. Thrice, she wrote, and thrice did she changing her mind destroy the letter ere twas well begun. Vouchsafe to see her, sire, vouchsafe to help her. Heavens! Is Anoni dead, and Phaedra bent on dying too? Oh, call me back, my son. Let him defend himself, and I am ready to hear him. Be not hasty to bestow thy fatal bounty, Neptune. Let my prayers rather remain ever unheard. Too soon I lifted cruel hands, believing lips that may have lied. Ah, what despair may follow! Scene 6 Theseus Theramenes Theramenes, is it thou? Where is my son? I gave him to thy charge from tenderest childhood. But whence these tears that overflow thine eyes? How is it with my son? Concern too late, affection vain. Hippolytus is dead. Gods! I have seen the flower of all mankind cut off and i am bold to say that none deserved it less what my son dead when i was stretching out my arms to him has heaven hastened his end what was this sudden stroke scarce had we passed out of the gates of troison he silent in his chariot and his guards downcast and silent too around him ranged to the mycenaean road he turned his steeds then lost in thought allowed the reins to lie loose on their backs his noble chargers erst so full of ardour to obey his voice with head depressed and melancholy eye seemed now to mark his sadness and to share it a frightful cry that issues from the deep with sudden discord rends the troubled air and from the bosom of the earth a groan is heard in answer to that voice of terror our blood is frozen at our very hearts with bristling manes the listening steeds stand still meanwhile upon the watery plain there rises a mountain billow with a mighty crest of foam that shoreward rolls and as it breaks before our eyes vomits a furious monster with formidable horns its brow is armed and all its body clothed with yellow scales in front a savage bull behind a dragon turning and twisting in impatient rage its long continued bellowings make the shore tremble the sky seems horror-struck to see it the earth with terror quakes its poisonous breath infects the air the wave that brought it ebbs in fear all fly forgetful of the courage that cannot aid and in a neighbouring temple take refuge all save bold hippolytus a hero's worthy son he stays his steeds seizes his darts and rushing forward hurls a missile with sure aim that wounds the monster deep in the flank 
with rage and pain it springs e'en to the horse's feet and roaring falls writhes in the dust and shows a fiery throat that covers them with flames and blood and smoke fear lends them wings deaf to his voice for once and heedless of the curb they onward fly their master wastes his strength in efforts vain with foam and blood each courser's bit is red some say a god amid this wild disorder was seen with goads pricking their dusty flanks o'er jagged rocks they rush urged on by terror crash goes the axle-tree the intrepid youth sees his car broken up flying to pieces and falls himself entangled in the reins pardon my grief that cruel spectacle will be for me a source of endless tears i saw thy hapless son i saw him sire dragged by the horses that his hands had fed powerless to check their fierce career his voice but adding to their fright his body soon one mass of wounds our cries of anguish fill the plain at last they slacken their swift pace then stop not far from those old tombs that mark where lie the ashes of his royal sires panting i thither run and after me his guard along the track stained with fresh blood that reddens all the rocks caught in the briars locks of his hair hang dripping gory spoils i come i call him stretching forth his hand he opens his dying eyes soon closed again the gods have robbed me of a guiltless life i hear him say take care of sad Arisia when i am dead dear friend if e'er my father mourn undeceived his son's unhappy fate falsely accused to give my spirit peace tell him to treat his captive tenderly and to restore with that the hero's breath fails and a mangled corpse lies in my arms piteous object trophy to the wrath of heaven so changed his father would not know him alas my son dear hope for ever lost the ruthless gods have served me but too well for what a life of anguish and remorse am i reserved Arisia, at that instant flying from you comes timidly to take him for husband there in presence of the gods thus drawing nigh she sees the grass all red and reeking sees sad sight for lover's eye hippolytus stretched there pale and disfigured but for a time doubtful of her misfortune unrecognized the hero she adores she looks and asks where is hippolytus only too sure at last that he lies there before her with sad eyes that silently reproach the gods she shudders groans and falls swooning and all but lifeless at his feet ismene all in tears kneels down beside her 
and calls her back to life life that is naught but sense of pain and i to whom this light is darkness now come to discharge the duty the hero has imposed on me to tell thee his last request a melancholy task but hither comes his mortal enemy scene seven theseus phaedra theramenus panop guards madam you've triumphed and my son is killed ah but what room have i for fear how justly suspicion racks me that in blaming him i erred but he is dead accept your victim rightly or wrongly slain let your heart leap for joy my eyes shall be for ever blind since you accuse him i'll believe him guilty his death affords me cause enough for tears without a foolish search for further light which powerless to restore him to my grief might only serve to make me more unhappy far from this shore and far from you i'll fly for here the image of my mangled son would haunt my memory and drive me mad from the whole world i fain would banish me for all the world seems to rise up in judgment against me and my very glory waits my punishment for were my name less known twere easier to hide me all the favours the gods have granted me i mourn and hate nor will i importune them with vain prayers henceforth for ever give me what they may what they have taken will all else outweigh theseus i cannot hear you and keep silence i must repair the wrong that he has suffered your son was innocent unhappy father and it was on your word that i condemned him think you such cruelty can be excused moments to me are precious hear me theseus twas i who cast an eye of lawless passion on chaste and dutiful hippolytus heaven in my bosom kindled baleful fire and vile Anoni's cunning did the rest. She feared Hippolytus, knowing my madness would make that passion known which he regarded with horror. So advantage of my weakness she took, and hastened to accuse him first. For that she has been punished, though too mildly. Seeking to shun my wrath she cast herself beneath the waves. The sword ere now had cut my thread of life, but slandered innocence made its cry heard, and I resolved to die in a more lingering way, confessing first my penitence to you. A poison, brought to Athens by Medea, runs through my veins. Already in my heart the venom works, infusing there a strange and fatal chill. Already, as through thickening mists, I see the spouse to whom my presence is an outrage. Death, from mine eyes veiling the light of heaven, restores its purity that they defiled. She dies, my lord. 
would that the memory of her disgraceful deed could perish with her ah disabused too late come let us go and with the blood of mine unhappy son mingle our tears clasping his dear remains in deep repentance for a prayer detested let him be honoured as he well deserves and to appease his sore offended ghost be her near kinsman's guilt whate'er it may aresia shall be held my daughter from to-day end of act five end of phaedra by jorasin translated by robert bruce boswell